Welcome, everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 292. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Liz Lysui. What's up? I'm also joined by Alex Schock. Hello. Good evening, everyone. Today's December 8th. Guys, we're getting closer to Christmas every single day. And I know, so piggybacking off our conversation last week, I am officially 100% done with all my Christmas shopping. Oh, wow. No, you're not. Done. Get yes, out I am. of here. Yes, I am. I'm so happy. Oh Yesterday, I, made, I placed the last order, and I was like, I am officially done, that's and I feel good. so good about it. Oh, uh, wow. Uh. I have bought gifts for my brother, and that's it. Wow. <laughs> Did you get him? And Jason. I got Does he listen James. to this? Does he listen to this? Uh, he probably won't. Okay. He, uh, I got him Tony Hawk. Nice. For One Switch? Of, for Switch. I got that for Alex uh, Simon. <laughs> my sister's <laughs> husband, yeah. Because you know why? Actually, he went all digital on his PlayStation. Mm. So I almost got it for PlayStation. That was mm. like, nope, can't do that. Makes it very mm. hard to buy my gift. Um, and then I got him a straw hat that looks like luffy's hat from nice. <laughs> from one piece yeah nice. it's not really for wearing it's quite small no i mean he's a very big head it's definitely not gonna fit it's more for display purposes only but yeah. he really likes one piece <laughs> I, think, I think sometimes the the tchotchke funny to look at gift is yeah. perfectly acceptable yeah because then now he has like a useful gift he's mm. got the video game and then he's got the for fun gift yes which is the hat he can hang it on the wall that'll look cool yeah I'm actually excited for what I got you guys. I think I, I think I did pretty good. I, I'm gonna prime you right now. It's not Alex. You're the fucking worst to to, to gift against because you're way too thoughtful and yeah, creative. Yeah, that's true. You, you like you, you always gifts. find Hard. something on Etsy that's like really not, like I you buy something that you can like make and then you day. yeah. It's a pretty cool shape. It's a cool thing. So like yeah. So for the listeners, Alex is notoriously good at getting like these interesting gifts that you wouldn't normally expect. It's and it personal makes, touch. Little personal touch. It's very hard to compete with that. So, your gift is not that. Neither of you are getting I, a gift yeah, like that. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am excited for what I get you guys. It stresses me out every year if it's any consolation. Okay, Can't good. Gifts? Good. Uh, I don't have. <laughs> I have good. yours, and I have yours. I pointed at the two people. Nice. <laughs> but I don't have Justin's, so I need to figure that out. I don't have your guys' as you just noticed. I said I've only gotten one. I have half of yours. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I went. I went. Yeah, I'll just leave it. I went. I went nice and thoughtful for you, not made. I went nice and nice and thoughtful, but two separate things. You know what I mean? So it's like you have the thoughtful, funny thing, and then like the nice thing, and you've just got like the nice, thoughtful thing, and it's like a bigger thing. I usually just throw money at this problem. Can I? If Chow were here, I know exactly what he would say. What would he say? He goes, "I got you guys something, but." Should I tell you? Should you want guys to tell me? Should yeah. I tell you guys? I'm definitely not going to tell you. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm definitely yes, not going to tell you, true. but I'm just excited. I, I like to get people excited. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, uh, I, I like, I like it. Um, it's fun when you find something, but it's stressful until you do. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm making my way, and like I said last week, my pool has expanded with the girlfriend and the family and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm working my way through it. It's more expensive, but it's you yeah, know, there's good stuff out there. And can I tell you when like. Now I'm also responsible for all of Jason's family's gifts. I thought yeah. they just do like oh. the child of the family or something. Mm, I mean, they they do like their immediate family. So like he gets stuff for his sister and his parents. Mm. They all get something for all of the kids in their family. So yeah, I thought that get, was it. I thought yeah. it's like you don't do any of the older generations. It's just and the And then youngest. we do uh, Secret Santa with all the older generation. I see. So We're also like, doing a Secret Santa for the record, right? 
The three of us? So, okay. <laughs> we'll make this plan later. But I was under the impression oh, that like, the, the four of us potentially extending right, to like, right, right, right. Kristen, Jason, Allie would do like a $20 whatever grab bag gift kind of yeah. thing. Is I'm that... open for whatever. Yeah. Okay. The, there's a strong likelihood that we will not be able to do like a restaurant or whatever like we've done in years past um, just because we can't get a sitter. So it might just be like here. You know, we might just like do a brunch thing, get bagels or something and hang out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. It's easier for us. We can bring the baby. Yeah, there you go. I won't bring a baby, but... <laughs> Sorry, listeners. You might or might not be involved in these plans. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it, y'all. Today's a very special day, everyone. Today is Halo Infinite Day. It will likely take up a good portion of our discussion. We do have uh, about three news topics that we're going to get into. Uh, oh, shit. It didn't save. Um, sorry, I just need to save our little article. Our listeners, uh, <laughs> our <laughs> listeners will know that I have now started um, writing out our scripts for, or not scripts, but like I've been writing out the um, topics, articles, yeah. the articles for news and stuff. Um, and what I was referencing was that I have that, but I did not save. There we go. Um, okay, we're in there. So yes, today's Halo Day. Halo Infinite campaign dropped today. I think the multiplayer is still technically in beta, but I mean, most people were waiting for the campaign. Right. Um, so as we jump into what games we're playing, there's more to discuss here, but I think we should definitely start with uh, start with Halo. And Alex, I want to jump to you first, because I mean, you're, you're a resident Halo guy. I think this release means more to you than... The rest of us. So, That's tell us, true. tell us what your thoughts are and and what it's like to play a new Halo game after however many years since five happened. Uh, I was immediately angry. <laughs> Why um, do you say that? Because I knew work ended at five thirty or six ish, and I wanted to get over here for the podcast. And I purposely logged in at one or two p.m. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna download this, download the campaign, and I'll be good to go. Yes. So I went in there and I downloaded it, but it was only like three gigs. So I was like, oh, <laughs> no, it, it must, wasn't. <laughs> it must, it must, that just must be it. Like maybe it preloaded with yeah. the multiplayer. Yeah. Or something. yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So then I end work, log in, and I jump into the game, try to open the campaign. And it's like, hey, do you want to download the campaign? I'm like, what the hell? And it was like 27 gigs. Yeah. I think mm. it was 40 total. So it was huge. So I had to wait. I mean, it took like 45 minutes. For me, it's like, yeah, just about an hour. So uh, I got 20 minutes of, of time in. But okay. so outside of that, that's not really Halo, really. That's more just probably Xbox being stupid. But yeah, um, really cool. I mean, it's not this. I have to say it's not the same type of joy that I would have had. You know, I remember the day when Halo 3 came out. Yeah, and, yeah. Like those were special days. And it was still nice to open it and hear that. That Halo, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> and like seeing Master Chief, and he looks great in this game. Yeah, uh, I really didn't like how he looked. It just didn't in five. I think in four and five, yeah, they yeah. gave him a different look, more gr- grungy sort of moto yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it's like it sort of it looked cool, but mm-hmm. it didn't look like Master Chief. So to me, so now he's back to being what he was. Graphics are beautiful. I got to play. I got to the first gameplay section, like after okay. the little tutorial. So I did get some shooting and game time in, and it feels good. You know, it feels it feels a lot more like Halo than the other games did. Just, yeah, 
Um, maybe not like a hundred percent, but it's still, it's a lot closer. It feels good. The guns feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, the little grappling hook thing feels good. So like moving around really like, really liking being back in that world. I prime myself with reading all the friggin' lore, uh, trying to figure out where this game takes place and what's going on. Yeah. So really excited to dive in. I've heard it's around maybe to do everything. It's like 30 hours, mm-hmm. which is pretty good for like a, you know, first person shooter. So, so far, so good. You know, I, I think the game looks great. The Brutes look great, which they did not look great, you know, a year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. Um, it looks like they really upped their game. And So, specifically, how far did you get? Because I, I don't, like, I'm sure I got farther, but I just want to, like, you know, I, I want to temper my conversation to so common elements. Almost you know? nowhere. I mean. Yeah. So I played 20 minutes, but... What does the area that you're walking around look like? The first area. I mean, it's... Like inside a spaceship? Yeah. Okay. So like you're not outside yet, let's no. say. Okay. Like I'm just there. Yeah. So okay. I was able to shoot eight enemies, you know? Yeah. And then I had to come here. Okay. So, okay. Yes. I So I also was anticipating the launch of this game. It came out at like one Eastern. So it was... I had the exact same experience where it was like one o'clock. Allie was running around and then she like, she even rushed back. She's like, Oh, I know you have this thing at one. And I was just <laughs> like, okay. Um, which is very sweet of her. But uh, when I went to install it, it's like, yeah, we got this giant thing. Uh, but by the time I finished it, I probably am like, I don't know, two hours or so, yeah. something like that into it. Um, and yeah. I'm So a lot of this experience has been similar to the, um, to the multiplayer, you know, it's like, Oh, right. You play the multiplayer. Yeah. So, so kinetically, a lot of it is basically the same. I mean, yes, looks incredible, like 60 or 120 FPS or whatever, 4k. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. You know, uh, sound design is phenomenal. I'm not a huge fan of the other character that you're talking to the Spanish guy. Um, He's just like, I don't know. Is he like psychic comic relief kind of? It's just like a little like, like, oh my gosh, like you're going to get us killed kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, whatever, guy. Um, But as the game progresses, so the point where I've hit, I I told uh, Alex earlier, or I told both of you guys earlier, that I felt like I would play, I felt like I would get the best impression if I played up until I had access to a vehicle. Because that to me is like, you know, I I think back to Halo 1, and it's like, when you're exploring the world, by the time you encounter the first warthog it's like okay you understand what like the cycle of battles like how you're exchanging weapons all of this kind of stuff and the game play loop in essence has revealed itself to you like you know what the rest of the game is and they're giving you a vehicle to kind of take the the reins off or take the the, the leash off or whatever um and this is definitely the case now the point at which that happens is you know when we saw the trailers for it, the first trailer there's a lot of uh, divisive information that was revealed there, such as leveling mechanics and an overworld map oh, right. and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so I've just encountered those things for the first time and, you know, not getting into any detail, I would say it is, it feels like a comfortable fit so far. I, it's, it's not offensive in any way. I actually am compelled to do the things that it's asking me to do. And like the leveling mechanic, I, I was skeptical of it because I was like, you know, is this going to throw off the the feeling of gameplay and like like your motivation for doing stuff and all this sort of stuff? And I would say it really doesn't, um, or at least it hasn't become a very 
invasive thing. Like my attention isn't on that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's on running around and shooting and doing cool stuff and picking up cool guns. You know, I, it really is the guns that I think make the the combat loop so fun because often I feel like you're forced into a position of like I just need to get a new gun. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have an ammo for the assault rifle anymore. So am I going to pick up this plasma pistol? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I guess I'll have to, right? Um, But it's kind of cool that it makes you do that because it sort of encourages you to try different stuff and do all these sorts of things. So, uh, so far, I would say my feelings are very, leaning very positive. Um, Literally no points of friction other than the ridiculous download on the front end. Um, But yeah, I mean, the game itself is, is pretty cool and I'm excited to see how it continues to change and develop like as time goes. So uh, it's pretty cool. Liz, you have not played yet? Nope. No, I'm not going to play. <laughs> I thought you played the multiplayer a little bit. Oh, I mean like... You and I played. That's true. <laughs> I, <was> gonna... <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. for something cool. else to load. I, we talked a lot about this in the last podcast, Liz, but there's cross-play by, def- by nature yeah. in the multiplayer. And... I'm going that. to play, and I know Jason wants to play, so I will play with him. I just anticipate myself getting mad. And it's like, I don't want to oh, be yeah. in that headspace. You will be cursing more than yeah. you normally do, and for I sure. I, I don't, as much as I love Halo, I don't know. I don't know if I need that right now, you know? Mm. Um, with PC players, gun drive me crazy. I, I'll tell you what, like, I played more of the multiplayer. So, like, yesterday on the lead up to it coming out, like I kind of have these like two to three hour chunks at night now where I can kind of just like do what I want to do uninterrupted, which is awesome. Um, and last night I was like, you know what? Like, let me kind of get the excitement rolling again. I'm going to go back into the multiplayer. And I actually was very lucky and I had like back to back matches of Slayer and I never felt like I was doing like specifically poorly or like the game was tilted against me in any way. Like I was playing against PC players or whatever. Um, so maybe they, they've adjusted that or fixed that in some way, but I mean, it's just like, it's fun. I mean, like it, it is exactly what you expect it to be. It's just a good feeling Halo game, which is going to come with its own like form of frustration, but it's also like, that's kind of why you're playing because it's like, it makes those kills feel that much better. You know what I mean? And maybe it'll work itself out. I mean, that's what ranking system is for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you have a PC player who's just that much better, it's going to move up the ranking. So yeah. 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 Maybe it'll just work itself out. It's a little different in... Jason's playing... Try, waiting to get his rank right now. He's been playing only rank to, for that exact reason. Yeah. It's like, I just want to play a game with, like, other people at my level also playing with controllers that, like, that way I can really know how good I am at this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's, 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 a weird, it's a weird thing, and it's... Yeah, like, I, I wish you could turn off just PC yeah, that, that this was much of the racist? conversation that we had yesterday. <laughs> no, this is, this is or not yesterday, last week. But yeah. then you know, but then you'd just be playing with a smaller pool. Um, if it's if yeah. it's opt yeah. out, then there's just gonna be so few people that actually do that. Right. Yeah. That's such yeah. a problem. If That's what I mean. I wish the standard. Yeah. Or it mm. asks you right away. Yeah. You know. But I it, it would be funny if it like, I think an elegant solution. I gotta shut this off. Sorry about that, everybody. Did you know Garfield got announced for Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl? <laughs> um, <anyway>. Big news! <laughs> wow, breaking news! <laughs> um, I think an elegant way that they could fix this is that they turn off crossplay by default, and maybe when you log in for the first time, it prompts you with a message that says, "Do you want to match faster 
enable crossplay or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the benefit here is that you will get into games faster and like then it's like an opt in, you know? Yeah. It really um, takes yeah. so long to match if you turn off crossplay. In yeah. Apex for then sure. Yeah. I mean it's sort of splitting their audience. Like I understand why they would do it from a development perspective yeah. from but But for like a free game, I mean just based on like the only metric that I, I can justify any of this with is um the achievement uh get percentages or whatever so like the first trophy or the first achievement that you get in halo like the campaign requires almost no effort it's basically turn the game on you know what i mean um and that trophy or that achievement popped with like 1.9 percent of players which tells me so okay, the people that are playing this game, people. yeah, ninety-eight percent of people are just playing the multiplayer. They have mm-hmm. no interest in the campaign, which tells me that they've got this massive pool of people. Because like, I mean, it's Halo. How many people do you think are playing Halo on day one? Probably the entire Xbox audience. So f- to be that much more in favor of uh, of multiplayer, and again, that's all anecdotal information, but like, that's what it seems like to me. But anyway. So far, Halo's great. I'm sure we'll have more to discuss with it come next week. I will say this this is an important an important thing. The last thing I felt before jumping off, because like I said, I'm I'm in this kind of like open worldy portion, right? The first thing that I felt when I was moving around that area was, man, this would be so much better if it was co-op. Like instantly, like the first thing that I thought of was just like this like because it's like, uh, in a way, it reminds me of like Borderlands, right? Where it's like, there's missions and things that you can do and whatever, and like you're doing that with somebody else. And like, that's how I've played Borderlands in the past, you know? So like, to to like not have that, and it also made me realize like, Halo 1, 2, and 3, every single one of those I played co-op. Like 4 and 5 I played by myself, but those games sucked anyway. Um, <laughs> but like, that's that feels like it's an important aspect that is missing. They say it's coming later, but it's like, am I really going to give a shit later? I'm sort of... It's like kind of beyond bummed about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I was a huge Halo person, but every time I played, it was play it first with a friend on heroic, mm-hmm. and then go back and play it myself one more time on legendary. Yeah. What are you playing on it now? Heroic. Yeah. Same. Um, nobody's playing on normal. No one's playing on normal. Uh, Jason, don't play on normal. Tell him not to play on normal. <laughs> if, he, if you catch him playing on normal, you text me, and I'm gonna have some words for him. Okay. And legendaries. <laughs> Way too punishing for a first yeah, playthrough. Yeah, yeah. On a blind playthrough, it's like, yeah, right. It's like, I don't um, even know what I'm doing here. So, but it's like, it got pushed back to like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not coming out until season two comes out of Halo, which is like March or something. Which like the game will be long beaten and forgotten about at that point, yeah. most it's just, likely. It's at the core of what Halo is. To you. Um, yes. Like, yeah. it's almost like Halo has three things. It's got its multiplayer. It's got its campaign but it's got its co-op campaign. Like they're sort of different in my head. Yeah. Like playing with a friend through Halo is what it's about. Yeah. Um, on top, I mean, multiplayer too, but yeah, yeah. You, you see what I'm going with. No, this I'm, I'm with you. I mean, so, I, I th- go ahead. I just, I mean, it's just so disheartening that it's almost unforgivable that they're yeah. not out at the same time. It, it is like an integral thing. It's funny. Cause like, I think I, I'm pretty sure I shared this story on the podcast once before. It's actually a Christmas story, which is a weird thing. But, uh, one Christmas when I was a wee, lad um i was probably like i I don't know how old were we when halo came out the first one yeah 2001 like 14 14 okay think of of 14 year old justin (laughs) yeah yeah think of 13 or 14 year old justin right um 
not to get too in the details, uh, my parents are split up. I'm I'm visiting my father, and we're at his new weird girlfriend's parents' house for some fucking Christmas party. I don't want to be there. I'm a 13 year old <laughs> angsty kid. I'm like, what am I doing here? So I escape the party and go into the basement where I find what this random neighbor kid who's there, also escaping the awkwardness of the party, and he had brought his Xbox. And I come down and I was just like, oh hey, like I'm Justin. What are you doing? And he was just like, oh I'm playing Halo. Like, do you want to play? And I was like. Yeah, and like he gave me a controller, and I just like instantly jumped into the campaign that he was playing, and like that's my first memory of like I'm playing Halo co-op campaign with this stranger in the gunner seat of the Warthog, and I'm like, this is what well, is happening. Do you, you remember know? what level? <laughs> do you remember what level you were at? The first level. It was like, the first level. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And it's just like that. That that's why that image of like the the green open world and the and the Warthog like the vehicle. It's like that's what Halo is to me. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah. So the co-op campaign. It it is kind of tragic that it's not part of this you know what i mean little kids aren't going to be able to little kids of divorced parents aren't going to go to their <laughs> new dad's weird girlfriend's party and play halo infinite with their weird neighbor friend it's just a huge part of halo's identity yeah more so than a lot of other co-op games that's just sort of like t- throw it in there it's yeah. like it has such a history yeah, yeah. so it's it's uh it's gonna I, i'm happy to be playing it it's cool but I mean, is it just gonna be? I don't even know. Is it two player co-op or four player? Like, could we all I, be playing it together? All, all I know, like, ba- for what I'm doing in the game now, I feel like you could put any Fuck. player cap on it, and it would be awesome. Man, that's that makes me sad. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll just flip the script, right? We get through on heroic, and then we all try to go through on legendary, and it's like way fucking harder, uh, and we want to uh, kill ourselves. I'm sure we will. You know, yeah. it's Halo. They're replayable. They're they're fun. It's not like a one and done necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is thirty hours. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um. So that only came out today. So what else have you been playing since last week's podcast? Last week's podcast, yeah. So it hasn't been much since I had a wedding this weekend. So I'm really just. I've got a couple games on Game Pass I want to check out. There's Serious yeah. Sam I want to play. Yep, yep. Um, Liz has to play this game XO One, which is like a floating around the universe, uh, a, a planet on a your metal sphere. You're just like using momentum and bouncing around a sci-fi planet. Really cool game. Um, there's that game, My Friend Pedro, Yep. yep. that yes. I, I have not played, but I want to. It's like, th- there's all these good games that I've been meaning to play that are on my really list. really good reception. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, then that's like a side-scrolling shooter, something with you throw a pan and there's angles where you shoot a gun at it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like a twin-stick shooter, yeah. but like you run with the shoulder. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Look fun. So... I haven't really played anything else. I'm, I feel like I'm very close to the end of Guardians, so that's really... I've been just kind of getting through the you end of that. you know what chapter you're on? 11 or 12? Yeah. Yeah, you're closing in. Yeah, so... And that's been great. You know, that, okay. that's actually been surprising me a lot. Yeah, The yeah. story there has been... It's been a surprisingly quality game in every aspect except combat. Yeah. 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 Which has been fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so Liz, what about you? I have a couple of interesting games to, to, to discuss, but um, I've been playing pretty much just Tales all day, every day. Yeah. I what mean... is your? Tell me. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because we've talked about it a lot. Give us but... your. Yeah, but we haven't your... heard your opinion. We need the um, Liz Lai perspective. I mean, it's good. Thing. It's really good. I see like all the the things that you said about how like you know the quality of life sort of things that you. Never even knew you needed it in a JRPG. Are there? You're like, like I can sprint up so ladders, 
And right? Yeah, I can sprint like, up ladders. There's a check mark when I talk to somebody in town. The check marks are are great. Like every time you pick up an item, I kept I like at first I was like, why is this item showing up on the map? Like I've already gotten it. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so that I know that there was an item here. That way, if I go searching for the items later, I'm not like, did I get that peach gel back in? Yeah. And there's no victory fanfare, so it's like, yeah. you know, you just you're just going. You're just you in know? and out. Yeah, it's Those super items quick. Do, they respawn though, which did annoy me a little bit. I mean the the gels Some, you, you need. So the yeah. gels don't. The the cooking supplies do. Yeah, oh, that's what I mean. Like okay. the actual items don't respond. But yeah. The, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But the cooking items do. Yes. Um. So, so yeah. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with. It. I'm at, I'm right. I just got the ability of like, you can have however many like three arts or whatever and then you mm-hmm. I, you just got the ability to have like to have second six. set that was oh, the yeah. point in the game where i was just like oh my god like now it feels like i can actually play this game the way i want i don't know that's almost a little overwhelming i'm like i don't know <laughs> like, i like this one move and like that's it <laughs> I, I mean i like my you know i've got a pattern with my three moves my six moves including my aerial moves and now i have to learn another that's 12 that's a lot <laughs> i will say so here's what i did so how I, far am i in the game that's actually what i want to know more i'd say probably halfway Okay. Mm, halfway? Yeah. Well, well, how many bosses did you fight? Two. Two of the three? five. I don't know. I think. What's the, what level are you in? <laughs> yeah. What's the, what what's color the, what's was the, the level world you look like? Are I you just, in I green, just... blue, red, <laughs> <or> brown? <laughs> I just left brown, I think. I just left the area where like I got the two new. Uh... Shield girl and staff guy. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're you're more than halfway through the game. Right, because there's like four. I'd say you're, you're approximately halfway through. There's like four I, lords I look or something, at the right? Ending, like the so like, I mean, we literally talked about it on the podcast, but like there's the five. Like, it's like yeah. hey, there's these five bosses, yeah. and then there's like the after the five bosses section. I look at that after the five bosses section as kind of like just one thing. I, I it's think more it's than like one thing, but it's like a, sixty to sixty-five hour game if you yeah. don't platinum it. Yeah, and now she's probably at twenty-five. Yeah, which is like about halfway. So I don't know. Anyway, I didn't know about halfway. Those three extra abilities. Those are like my specialty abilities. Like if I needed special elements or if there was a move (laughs) I was working on, I would put them on the second one. No, they weren't. The the other five abilities are your special. (laughs) (laughs) There's the one you use. Yeah, but what move are you using? I I almost don't want you to find this move because it's like it's so. I mean, we talked about it at length, but it's like they patched it out. I hope so. There's I one move that's beyond broken. Even know what my any of my abilities are called. Sword yeah, Rain Alpha. <laughs> I was using that a lot. <laughs> the one, the multi stab one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like that one a lot. I use that one a lot. The most boring. I got a pretty like one. standard like attack him once, get him up in the air, attack him a couple more times, get him back down to the ground. Mm. I rarely comboed like that. Really. Well, after oh, you no. find that move, well, you don't need to yeah, anymore. Really. That would be <laughs> that was my standard. The only thing. Really, about the game. The only, like, one tiny, like, very specific pet peeve is that anytime you go into a battle, like, you target the person in front of you, and all your other characters target, like, whoever's in front of them, mm-hmm. and it's never the same person. Yeah. That drives me crazy, because... Wait, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Because, like, I have that emo kid on my, my party. Law? Yes. Yeah. A lot of my party. And between me and him, like, 
How many tenebrous claws are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I like to tenebrous target. Claw. I like both of us to target the same person because then you can get them into like the break like limit. The stagger thing. Yeah, you, exactly. You can stagger them and then you can use the ability and like it makes the combat go so much faster. Mm-hmm. So every time I get into a fight, I want to target the same person as him because if he's attacking like while I'm, you know, resetting my combo, then I can get that stagger gauge up much, much faster. Can you change that in tactics? Probably. You could in the other games. And I'm this pretty one, sure you can. Have you gone into tactics at all? Yeah, it it, it seems like maybe I maybe I it's both more again. and less complicated than you think. Like yeah, they don't do a good job of explaining exactly what you can do in there. Yeah, um, I think there's a targeting menu. I'm but pretty I, sure I it's remember. like uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe I've only kind like, of the base set like you yeah. know how much involvement do you want to have in your character? So yeah. if there's another menu. Be- beyond that i have not gotten yeah so there's one menu beyond that that i would recommend finding because in that menu it i want all of them to target the same person that i'm targeting well there and then you can even do stuff that's like if any player on your team goes below 50 percent, use a healing spell or if anybody gets poisoned use uh, antidote or like the second one person is about to die like prep a revive spell you know what i mean like there's, there's all kinds of things like that. And I believe one of them is always be attacking the party leader's all right. target. All right. That will fix the combat. Yeah. Did, did you, you change switch? the controls? Yes, I did. Yeah. Do you switch characters? No. I don't either. Yeah. You did, it, you did a little bit, right? A little bit. Okay. But, like, but not, like, not intentionally. Also, the problem is like you. it's so much better to have like all the mages... Be yeah. casting their own spells because you don't have like access to all of them if you're doing it if you're that character and then the only other person that's like kind of a physical at least that i have so far is are law. like is law and yeah. he's only got like four like i don't know what the uh unit of measure is but like he's only got like four of those little things that he can use to, that he can use to use the arts on so you can only use like two arts and then he's done Okay, so there's important information that we need to reveal to you. First of all, you can tell any party member to do any spell that they have. You don't have to manually set them. If you go into the menu, like if you hit start mid-combat, you can go to them and literally select any spell and have them do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pain. It it becomes ridiculously useful, especially for your healers. You can assign them all in, so they come up in combat too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you That's also annoying. Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, none of that is kind of streamlined enough for me to give a shit about it. Also, in that same space, an important thing to know is you can switch... You can switch out any of your party members at any time, even if they're dead. And and if any party members are dead... You still, everyone still gets experience. How do you, I remember us talking about this and I could not figure out how to do it. So, you know, like you're in combat yes. and then you open the menu. That's like kind of like it grays the screen and it's like a horizontal thing. Mm -hmm. So like you go to that one and then there's a, I think there's a selection that says team and you literally just manually move a player out of the main party into the other one, even a dead one. And they'll just automatically switch mid combat. I think it's it's ridiculous. I think the UI looks like it shows the D pad. Yeah. It's like, it's like two D pads. It's like the the D pad that's out and the D pad that's behind. And And you could, yeah. If you move in a dead guy or move out a dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. It also, also took me a while to figure out how to switch between characters during combat without having to go to that menu, without having to go to the start menu. Yeah. The controls are a little clunky when it gets into that. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't know if you know this, but when you get the limit break thing, like the press any direction on the plus sign, yeah. depending on what direction you hit, will assure that that person will be included in that limit break. That is all I have figured out. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything beyond that? No. 
right? Like they're random. The only thing that you do beyond that is you like basically if I hit the... you use law all the time. Yeah. Because like the burn strike with Xion is just so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best one. <laughs> um, I use either law or what's his name, Alfin. Alphon. Yeah. I, I got tired of hearing all of Alphons. I also, I also hated that like he and Law would speak in unison when they're like <laughs> lightning strike or whatever. So, it's yeah. like, it's very anime. Ugh. So I'm at a part right now though that like I some random anime guy just jumped out and I was like, oh, this is probably a fight that you can't win because this is really hard. And yep. that was not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll just die and see what happens. Because, like, this is really hard and I was not prepared. And I don't have the items for this. Yeah. And I'm, then I died. <laughs> I hate that You're, like, so sure of yourself. You're like, this, I, I'm good at this game. This is way too hard. Yeah. And then they kill you. You're like, fuck. Man. I mean, yeah. That, that no, fight is hard. I'm, like, slashing him. And it's just, like, moving, like, one yeah, tiny tick yeah, at a yeah. time down. So now I'm grinding. I think I think it's fun. I think we all knew that you were gonna like this game. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like it's just and you've never played another Tales game, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's mm, interesting. But yeah, I mean, I felt like this would be up your alley because it's very yeah, it's definitely. very JRPG. It's like a you know quality of life stuff. It makes it really yeah. easy to play it. You know, um, yeah. I'm not super invested in the story though. Yeah, you don't have to be. I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 more so about the combat and the boss fights. There's a lot of cutscenes. I'm just kind of like, I know. Do you listen to all those little like oh, side no, moments? Oh no, no, no! But I click them and then I <laughs> skip them. It's very important. I listen it's, to most of them. Actually. Good that you're doing that. I did listen to most of them, probably up until like the last twenty percent of the game. Oh my I god! I listened to like the first two, and then I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bailed promptly. They're really yeah. annoying. Yeah. Also, never mind. Are you going to platinum this game or not really? No. Okay. Definitely not. I, I don't think I got other games to... to play. I bought on Black Friday, I bought Guardians. So yeah. I have to play that. Great. And then I also got the Mass Effect trilogy. Nice. Yeah. When you start so. that, let me know because I've had like it's sitting right there and I've been waiting to play it and I'm curious or, or like I think it would be you fun to play, play it together? in tandem. Yeah. You know? Just so, okay. you know, then we can have more conversation about it, you know? Probably not till the new year. Yeah. You gotta play it on insane. We'll you gotta play it on the hardest difficulty. Mm, gotta. <laughs> gotta. No. <laughs> they gotta um, pass on that. I have some relatives coming for Christmas, so hopefully they'll take care of the baby and I can play video games all there day. You go. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so I, I definitely want to talk about some of the games that I've been playing because I have some new some new territory that I'm in. Um, so finished. Well, last week I talked about finishing Guardians. There was one other game. I can't even remember what I put in here now. But there's one that's most important. Oh, so I, I played through and beat Sonic Colors, which was, like, perfectly fine. Um, if any, if you've ever been into a Sonic game, like a 3D Sonic game, Sonic Adventure 2 or the like, Sonic Colors is very, uh, <laughs> it's very approachable because there's no bullshit to it. It's like... It's the kind of game, and this is what I like about it, where, like, you hit start on the Sonic Colors press start screen, and the first level starts. That's nice. I love that. I love that. That's what Sonic is to me. That is not what Halo does. That's what I'm saying. I don't (laughs) want a story. I I just hit start, and I'm already playing the game. All about it. So, Sonic Colors is pretty cool. But the the game that I really want to talk about is uh, Solar Ash. So, Solar Ash came out... Uh, on the day the podcast released last week, but and I was like thinking about playing it or not, and then eventually I pulled the trigger. So for some context, Solar Ash is made by Heart Machine, which is the same developer that made Hyperlight Drifter. 
Now, uh, right. I've got a pretty special relationship with this developer in particular because, uh, uh, what you call it, Heart Machine was like one of the first people that I ever interviewed for TZR. Um, I was so nervous. I think I actually deleted that interview off of YouTube because it was so fucking cringe. Oh my god, you gotta um, leave it up. Uh, I, I, up I, I might have privated it. Uh, yeah, but that's yours. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so anyway, so I, I have a, a bit of a fondness for this developer, and I remember seeing the trailer for Solar Ash. They put it, I think it first was announced at like a Nintendo Switch event or something, but I was like, I, I don't know what, the, what that's all about. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm going to play this game. And my first impressions are very positive. So upon playing it, it's it carries a lot of the same style as Hyperlight Drifter. But if you remember, Hyperlight Drifter is it's essentially a Zelda clone, 2D pixel art, top down. You know, it, it's it's like a link to the past basically, but like a little bit more like stylish and a washed out pastel color scheme. Um, this game applies the same color scheme and the same like sort of aesthetic, like future spacey kind of thing. Um, but it's fully 3D, which is new for this developer. They've never made a 3D game before. Um, and the so that's one element of it is the visuals. The second element of it is the way they changed up the gameplay. So instead of a Zelda type game, uh, it's essentially a 3D exploration combat style game yeah. but the way that you move around is you're you're inline skating right or not mm-hmm. inline skating but you have like hover boots and you're essentially like rollerblading and yeah. it feels a lot like jet set radio and games like that which i'm a, a big fan of jet set radio um and then the cherry on top is that as you're sort of moving around this world which is all sort of like it's very like anti-gravity like you're kind of going around all these like crazy environments you're called a void runner the long and the short of the story is your planet is essentially being eaten by a black hole and your race of people are capable of traversing the space inside of a black hole. And you are going in there to try to find the rest of your civilization and save your planet from this black hole devouring it. That's what's happening. Um, and the way that you do this is as you're going through the world, you have to find these like beacons and you like, you're essentially trying to activate this machine. That's going, it's called a star seed. That's going to stop the black hole from consuming your planet. And but in order to get it to work, you have to, like, stop all of this disruption that's blocking its ability to do its job. Uh, and you learn that these this disruption, their anomalies, are these giant creatures. So you have to go into these different areas, and you kind of break these little things to release this creature. And then you have to kill this creature, uh, which is accomplished in a very kinetically satisfying fast-paced shadow of the colossus style fight so the whole thing is very um uh like weak point based so like you'll find a creature and you'll hit one weak point but then you have to get to the next weak point really really fast by like skating across this guy's body you have a hook shot that you're like pulling yourself towards and like doing these crazy hits and probably the coolest thing about it is when you're doing all of these different hits and when you finally like nail like a solid blow on the boss it has this really fascinating looking uh like transition screen it's like super stylistic in the same way that like persona 5 is in in the way that it looks it's very very cool um and it it was basically after the first section that teaches you like this is what you're doing you're going to go to multiple sections where this is what's happening um i kind of sat back and i was like this is 
this is fucking great. Like, it's just fun to play. And there's like a little bit of light exploration. The whole game is fully voice acted, so there's no reading at wow. all, which is crazy. Um, the character's voice, so you play this girl, her name's Rey, um, R-E-I, not like a Star Wars girl. But uh, I, I couldn't help but think about that while I was playing it. But um, like, just like all these little things, like these little thoughtful design things, the sound design is so good. Like you have a blade similar to Hyperlight Drifter that's just like a really, like you can't even see your sword because it just moves so fast. It's just like a slash mark. Um, it's just really awesome. And what it had me feeling like was like, I'm looking at this game and I'm like, this is an indie game? Like it, it doesn't feel like an indie game that I've ever played before. It feels way more polished, especially considering the fact that it's, you know, rendering in 4K and it's, perfectly perfectly smooth 60 fps it's just like it, it's so nice like the quality level is just so high that like I, it made me feel like you know maybe this is sort of indicating to me that we're moving into kind of like the next stage of like indie games right yeah and i imagine games like sifu that are kind of come out um are going to carry a similar level of quality to this where it's just like you know you I, for the longest time, I think a 2D pixel art, you know, Zelda clone was good enough, right? Like, that's what people would get stoked on. But, like, I'm playing this game, and I'm like, this is, like, monumentally improved over what that was. You know what I mean? Wow. It's, like, it's night and day. Like, remember the difference when we played, like, Risk of Rain 1 to Risk of Rain 2? Yeah. And right. it's, like, this quantum leap in quality that you're just, like, ha like how is this even, like, the same developer, right? Um, that was very much what I was feeling. So I'm, I'm really impressed by this game so far, and uh, I, I'm playing it every chance that I get. I mean, that's great to hear. We, you know, we love those developers. You know, they're mm -hmm. they're great guys. We we have that. I ran into Akash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at a Starbucks at PAX, and then we got we brought him on our podcast. Yeah. probably 150 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, great he guy. Is, and he is not involved in this game, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we still like him. Yeah. He's so great. he but, was I mean, the sound he, designer. He, he and, linked us to like Alex Preston, who's like the director of uh, Heart Machine and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, whoever you are, new sound designer, it sounds like you're doing God's work. It's it's actually like <laughs> remarkably similar. Like I actually Googled it and I was like, is this is this a cash? Like, did he do this? And it's like, no, I guess not. I don't know. Well, but, I uh, loved all their ideas in the first one. I actually didn't. I didn't love the game. You know, I played it for a while and I thought it was it was, it was fine. You know, yeah. but I'd played a lot of games like that before, and it. I think it came out. At least I played it around the same time as Transistor, and I felt like mm. Ooh, Transistor kind of did this a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, but I always like the idea was there, and the the tools that developers have at their disposal these days in twenty twenty one, just far and beyond what they have been. So it's it's nice to hear that they're really being taking advantage of that. And yeah, the it, game looks great. I thought it was just pathless you know maybe mm -hmm. more action but yeah. it sounds like it's just more on every level yeah it, it really it really does feel like that there's actually a lot of similarities with pathless as far as like how you move around the world and like sort of the mm -hmm. the light like un like not handholdy kind of exploration where you're sort of like organically like finding stuff in the world um which that i really like and it's actually i guess it's similar movement wise too because in that game you know you moved faster by like shooting stuff yeah mm -hmm. uh and this game's like since you're skating you're moving fast all the time but like you have a boost and you have this hook yeah. shot and th you, there's a mechanic where you can like stop time and like you can hook shot stuff that's way farther away and there's this really cool animation when you do stuff like that it, there's just uh, there's way more polish in this game than i was expecting and i'm just like i'm really enjoying it all, so all of a sudden at the very end of 2021 there's like a whole bunch of games i want to play yeah we're starting to get to some pretty cool games um, yeah, so th those were kind of the primary ones that I was playing in then Halo, so. 
Those are the games. Yeah. Those are the games. Okay. Let me catch my breath for a moment. So, Liz, last week... Oh, we talked about you were playing. It was Arise yes. and then No Halo. No Halo. Correct. A bunch um, of Apex. So, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, Liz, last week, uh, I debuted this new, more structured right. news section. Um, but, embarrassingly, I did a very poor job of reading my own writing. <laughs> so He's given himself a hard time. I, his, he was fine. I need to slow myself down a little bit. So, I'm going to try to read these a little more methodically. I actually had Allie edit these. So, they're going to be pretty solid. But... Why don't we now jump into the news? We should have her read them, and then we can respond to them. That'd be interesting. Have like a voice of the articles. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I wrote. Should we like our she Cortana had. or just like yeah, right? ethereal <laughs> voice? From... Oh man. Um, okay, so we have two major articles this week. There's also a couple of like small news things. Essentially, two small news stuff. So do we feel like getting into the small news, or should we just get into the let's big stories? Let's do, let's the, do the bigger ones. If we have time. We'll film. We'll. Okay. Let's see how where yeah. this takes us. So, uh, our first story brings us to uh, the Game Awards, which is happening tomorrow. So, how about that? So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into this. Okay. So tomorrow at eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, tomorrow at eight p.m. Eastern is the annual Game Awards show. This past uh, this past week, the show, but more specifically the show's host Jeff Keighley, faced heavy scrutiny when questioned about the inclusion of Activision Blizzard, uh, which is currently under fire in its festivities. This controversy began uh, with a Washington Post interview in which Keeley was questioned about Activision Blizzard. He said, quote, we want to support employees and developers, end quote, and then followed by saying, quote, we have to think very carefully about how to proceed here, end quote. Uh, his comments were interpreted as indecisiveness toward the issue and was... And yeah, was that's then, basically nothing. <laughs> and was then lambasted for his alleged sidelining. Uh, however, shortly after this interview, Keeley walked back his comments with a tweet saying, quote, Beyond nominations, Activision Blizzard will not be a part of this year's Game Awards. Uh, Activision, uh, end quote. Activision, of course, is currently facing severe industry backlash in the wake of news regarding company CEO Bobby Kotick's knowledge of widespread sexual impropriety and harassment throughout the company. Let's start with Liz. Understanding the gravity of Activision's current situation and how deeply they're entrenched with the industry as a whole, how do you feel about Keely, how Keeley addressed the issue? And in particular, do you feel like Keeley has a responsibility to utilize his platform for a cause like this? Um, I mean, it seems like his first answer was kind of nothing, but it definitely was. Yeah, but the actual, I mean, action. I mean, what else kind of can you do, right? Like, you don't want to not have any of the nominations. You don't want to like, you know, people worked on those games that are either innocent bystanders or maybe even victims of the situation. And like, at the end of the day, you don't want to punish you know you don't you don't kind of want to punish the game for you know the acts of the employees i guess yeah. and i understand like you're trying to hit them where it hurts but like it's almost like want it all to come back from this you know you don't want it to be like let's dead them let's cancel all of blizzard and all of their games yeah it's it's definitely a complex issue in that way i mean alex what what are your thoughts on this whole situation and keely's response and maybe the public's response to him yeah, I mean, I think it's all fair, and I, I agree with Liz. Although it's like, you know, if you boycott something, too, you're sort of hurting the, the employees, employees, too. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of inevitable. Um, I think it's 
I think it's fine. I don't know. I guess they kind of sort of have to be there. You know, it's still there's still games that came out in 2021. Yeah. I would bet if any of them were going to win, they're not going to win anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that I don't think you're going to see Diablo. What even? What games? What's up for them? Did Call yeah. of Duty? Call of you Duty. Know, oh yeah, right. Ways and all this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it, I, it's definitely a complex issue. Now, I think the reason why everyone got so like butthurt about it basically is because I think we <laughs> we live in a very cancel culture. culture kind of yeah. society, right? And here's the thing: what's going on with Bobby Kotick is obviously fucking gross. You know yeah. what I mean? He should he should be removed as CEO. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's a it's a fucked up thing. But the reason why we're not seeing any sort of like hardline calls being made on uh, Activision and Blizzard from even from other people in the industry. I mean, even uh, what's called Microsoft is making softball comments like we need to consider our relationship or something, which doesn't mean anything, but it's right. saying like, hey, we think that this isn't good. But the reason why nobody's we don't saying do anything, anything about it. The reason why nobody's saying anything is because the fact is, is Activision Blizzard makes they make these companies more money. They probably contribute to like I would say a quarter to a third of their entire profit for the year. Every year without fail, Activision Blizzard sells the best game, selling game of that year. Every year. Every single year. It always ha- it's Call of Duty. Every and it's not even close. It's not even close. So it's like yeah. how so if you try to like boycott them in some sort of crazy way, it's like it, there are repercussions to doing something like that on on your company on your image and then i think from jeff Keeley's perspective it's like you know i think it's easy for people to say like yeah fuck activision blizzard like we shouldn't like have them involved or whatever but i'm sure on some level like this didn't happen until a week ago you know what i'm saying and realistically he's probably had the, sh- the entire show written and there's probably a good chance that there was was at some point going to be an Activision Blizzard game announced at this yeah. show. It could have been it could have been the closer. It could have been the biggest game that they were going to announce. I mean, last year in Activision Blizzard game, one game of the year. You know what I mean? Or was that 2 years ago? Sekiro. Um Oh yeah, right. So like they are inextricably yeah, tied to the industry in such a major way that it's like I on a on a level I can understand why Jeff Keighley was being cautious about like commenting on it because it's like you know it, yeah. it, it i'm sure it threw a major wrench into the gears of his show you know what i mean like they if imagine he had like a call of duty announcement uh an overwatch mm-hmm. 2 announcement and I something know. else right i do and really then want it's like how do, we, to come out. how do we change the whole show around you know what i, I mean? feel like but I think- and my now that also like now that you said that i'm thinking about it like my reasonings for wanting the games to be included i feel like are different from industry reasons like I feel like so much of it is probably driven, you're right, by like sales and profit. Like I am thinking about it much more of like from an artist perspective of like these games were created, somebody, you know, yeah, put their heart and soul into that. And it's kinda like, you know, what happened with Harvey Weinstein. Like, is it should every movie that he produced be, you know, boycotted, whatever? Like, yeah. no, he didn't have everything to do with them and there was plenty of actors or producers or sound guys that worked on this game that you know, had nothing to do with the situation or were victims of it. I mean, there's plenty of actors, I'm sure, that were victims of, yeah. <laughs> of that. Yeah. But I guess- and happening, same thing with the games. But, like, you know, on some level, I mean, you know, I guess on some level, you know, there, he's making a small statement, at least to say, like, we're not going to promote, you mm-hmm. know, new games and we're not going to, like, keep, like, what's, what's happened has happened and we have the games that we have. We're not going to keep promoting the new games until they get their shit together. Yeah. I mean, the, the Game Awards, too, it's, like, not even a boycott, really. It's, it's like, 
this is the game awards is an honorary mm-hmm. thing at the end of the year yeah i mean so it's, 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 i i think it's supposed to be that i think it's yes. actually advertising but well, of you know. course i mean th- that's what any of that stuff is yeah, yeah. but all so shows to, are, right so to have a show like this an award show honor uh blizzard an activision blizzard blizzard game like it, it does have an ugliness to it, you it, know? it has an ugliness to it yeah and i don't think anyone it you were talking about repercussions, and mm-hmm. I'm sure even the people online know that there are repercussions here. Yeah. But just because there are repercussions doesn't mean like he can't take a stand, even if it's a difficult stand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, taking a stand when there are repercussions, I mean, that's that's what that's, taking that's, a stand that's the is. hard thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And he has all these reasons not to do it, and it just comes across a little weak and kind of a cowardly. Yeah. So yeah. Just back well, off because of money. Yeah. It's easy to jump on the bandwagon when everybody is like when black lives matter came about, it was easy for companies to suddenly, once everybody started supporting black lives right. matter, it was very easy for every company to be like, Oh yeah, we support black lives matter too. But you know, it's much harder to be Colin Kaepernick and to say, I have this stance on, you know, mm-hmm. this situation in America and have everybody, freaking want to kill him and cancel him and be like you know i can't believe you're saying that because he was the first guy now suddenly everybody's forgotten about that yeah he ruined his career yeah 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 and, I, and he I, was the man <laughs> and i he think did it. i think jeff wanted like i don't know it seems like he kind of just didn't want to be involved which is like fair enough right but i think it kind of like the the response kind of forces hands. It's like you have to be involved. At some and, point, and that, everybody. The, that's what black, happened with Black Lives Matter. Like at yeah. some point, the like movement gets enough momentum that you have to make a stand and that you can't mm-hmm. be wishy washy about it anymore. And hopefully, it gets to that point. But even if people do boycott, like is that hurting? Like is that really hurting the executives? Probably not. Yeah, they're probably still getting. I mean, maybe they're getting like slightly smaller bonuses. They're still making millions of dollars. Like, I think it hurts. It's a message, if nothing else. And I think hopefully. this would be the best time to send a message if you yeah. wanted to send one. Mm-hmm. It's hard because when you're like, you understand that it takes a while for that to. I feel like to get to that level that like change is actually going to happen for a while. Like, if people are hurting, they're just going to fire the bottom layer of people, which is yeah. the people that are the victims <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. of the situation. So. Yeah, it's uh, it it's you know it's a complex thing, and I'm glad that something is happening. And you're right; I, I think the the approach that he's taking is probably the wisest, which is you know let's not reward this company by giving them free advertising excessively. But like you know let's let's we can't pretend that the games that came out that people loved didn't come out and people didn't love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I don't think I don't think the situation will be rectified anytime soon, but. Hopefully, it definitely be weird to see trailers and Activision logos all over the place if he did nothing. So yeah, that's for sure. Very awkward. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm actually there'd curious. be a lot of canceling. <laughs> I, I'm actually curious case. what's gonna happen with. Uh, I mean, you probably can't say anything, but we all know that uh, Joseph Ferris, the It Takes Two guy, like he's kind of got like this cemented position in the game awards now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so one of the small news topics that we have is. Uh, regarding him getting or their company hazelight studios getting not sued but they have a trademark claim against them yeah. by the company take two <laughs> against their game's name which i'm uh up to this point they're ha- they're not able to comment much on it but i think uh hazelight stepped away from the trademark for it takes two because they just didn't want to be involved in it but it's still like i i'm curious if he's gonna say anything at the <laughs> at the game awards about like, this change the name or something or yeah, I don't think I mean, he's gonna. I, I, I don't, don't think really he's gonna change the name. I think it's just like he can't trademark that name. Like I think he tried to trademark 
Oh. That name. Okay. And now they say It's nay. too close to... But, I mean, they're different things. Yeah. They're one is a game and one is a... enough. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel well, like that's the, like saying, like, if a production studio has the same name as, like, an... Uh, for like a, like a music producer has the same name as an album. Like, yeah, they're two different spaces. Yeah. Well, we d- we don't have enough information on it yet, but we will. It seems like when an odd come to pass. Yeah. Apparently, they actually filed it before the game even came out in March, which is interesting. Take two did. Take two did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they do kind of remind me of each other, though. Like when <laughs> it takes two came out, it did like I thought of like take two. Oh, like uh. Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah, <laughs> eh, I kind of thought of it, but um, still, seems like a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Does. Who cares? It's Is anybody exactly. really confusing the two? I know they're not similar IPs. Like, eh, it seems odd. Interesting. I just got a I just got long a, day. <laughs> I just got a DM from a, a fellow TZR personality shane weaver hey <laughs> i haven't talked to him in quite some time yeah you just checking your dms well no i i'm opening the next article and it just <laughs> popped up and i was like shane's talking to me that's interesting yeah. um all right our second and final news topic for the evening uh is in regards to playstation and their alleged game pass rival subscription model. yes so as reported by Video Game Chronicle, documents seen by Bloomberg detail a new subscription service from Sony codenamed Spartacus. This new service is stated to combine both PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now into a three-tiered uh, a three-tiered program. The first tier would essentially be the same thing uh, for the existing version of PlayStation Plus, offering online play and free monthly titles, as we've already seen. The second tier would offer a large-scale offering of games similar to Microsoft's Game Pass service. And the third tier would add extended demos, uh, game streaming, like Xbox's uh, cloud streaming service, as well as access to a classic library of PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PSP games. Wow. Hmm. Alex, if... True. How do you think a service like Spartacus could impact the game space? And do you think that it could be truly competitive with what Microsoft is offering? Well, we won't know for real until we know the price. Yes. Uh, and the I titles. Think that's, and the titles. I mean, that's going to determine everything. The thing, what makes Game Pass so crazy is it's not that much more. You get access to gold mm-hmm. and you get all of these titles like yeah it's a no-brainer but they could easily have set this up differently where it's an extra 30 dollars per month or something or it's well that's a lot but so i think it is we're just getting a lot of promotional prices i've never paid full price for game pass no ever. but it's not i don't game pass isn't that much more um so it really i like the so take all that away I really like the idea, right? Like Game Pass is a great service. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical at first, um, but then when there were you no were games all to play, skeptical. <laughs> there's just it opens the door on so many games you wouldn't think you'd play because you could just download them, pop them in, and play. Yeah. So if they can hit the price point, if they have the selection, and they have the ease of use too, you know mm-hmm. that's the thing. Those games on Game Pass stay around for a long time. Pop them in, play whatever, like yeah. easy jump in, jump out. Xbox also benefits from having a whole bunch of games open at once, which is yep. something PlayStation does not do annoyingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I so really thought was going to... Yeah, and I thought that would be a feature drop at some point. Yeah. I hope that it still I feel will like be. they kind of pitched it to us and then did yeah, not deliver. 
So I love the idea of this. Quick resume, except it's not actually a quick resume. It's, it's really, just what do they call it's it? easier to get to your other games. <laughs> So they can and that's close an open. Feature, quick play. Yeah, yeah. That's so some bullshit. I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah, I like that they're trying for it. I know Game Pass doesn't make a ton of money for it. There, I have a lot of questions about how it's going to work. Game Pass, the, I'm pretty sure, is a is a net negative. Yeah. I, I think it is clear, and Microsoft is like one of the podcasts that I listen to follows us pretty closely. Microsoft has never commented on the profitability of Game Pass. I'm pretty sure it's not profitable. Like, so what is not the profitable. main? Re- like because it gets you hooked i think eventually like, the the subscription model is going to get you and you're going to like you are a lifelong they're, customer they're selling point. the subscription yeah. basically but they're but they How had to upfront a ridiculous amount of money to get like licensing rights to these games then every time a new game comes out the real value so the I think idea for, eventually it will make money yes okay it's probably it's probably a volume play it's like a costco thing it's like if costco only served 10 people it wouldn't be profitable but like if once they hit a right. million customers, then it's like, okay, now we're making money. And I don't think, from what I've read, I know it's not making a ton of money, but I don't think they're they're also not throwing money down the drain. Like it's just, it's just not this booming like profitability yeah. scheme. I don't, I don't even think profitability is their is their game. Yeah, realistically, like, I mean, is it, yeah, is it just to have people on their Xbox? Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. Active users. To, I mean, well, I, yeah. I, I is think it's to, to yeah, establish is it to get them, them in sort the of in the Xbox ecosystem. I mean, when even, they might not have been. I'm sure this isn't totally their game, but if you have a bigger ecosystem, that helps you advertisement-wise. It yeah. helps you like access to all these different games That's and funny, titles. Like, and is that the goal? Like, I, yeah, I'm very curious. Like, Xbox execs, Microsoft execs talk about Game Pass. They're in their meeting and they're like, "Here are our five goals of what." game yeah. passes like what are they really trying to accomplish with it because it seems like it seems like you get a lot for very little money and like what and now i don't have to buy so many things because there aren't like so many other so many games that you maybe would have bought you now don't because how many copies of halo would they have sold i, I don't they i'm sure they so that's the weird thing about game pass it, it seems like if you look at the the marketing plan that's for I mean. it you have to go sort of three or four levels deep until like 10 years down the road, this will be profitable. I'm and well, I'm I mean, sure I'm that's the case, but it's, it's cool that they went for it and that they have the ability to do that because they're freaking well, I mean, we're, Microsoft. We're definitely, that's exactly what it is. Like we're definitely benefiting off of their gamble really, because yeah. like the, my impression of it is that their play for game pass is like, we want to be the definitive solution for how people play video games. Yeah. Like, it should not make feasible sense for you to buy a video game ever again if you can just be subscribed to Game Pass. And the reality is, like, they could be losing money hand over fist on Game Pass, but it doesn't matter because if they continue to increase their subscription numbers, then their break-even point gets closer. And the reality is, is, like, they're not even playing in the same ballpark as Sony. I just, just Their quick, net worth is wildly different. I just, like, Googled their net worth right now, and Microsoft's net worth is like 500 billion dollars and sony's is like 140 billion yeah so it's like they could buy sony like they could just buy them <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like it wouldn't it wouldn't affect them materially one way or the other so to microsoft i don't think they give a shit i think they're like how do we change this space in such a dramatic way that it works which is why when you mentioned the cost for sony i don't think they can gamble like that right so it's like 
will we see a cost increase or is there going to be some sort of alternative thing? Like maybe their games won't be as good. I mean, the, the, the retro library makes a lot of sense for me because that costs them nothing. It costs them $0 to do that. You know what I mean? Like they already have licensing rights to many of those games. Cause you can still buy them. Even if they just made the games that you can currently buy off of PS3 and PSP and Vita, like the PS1 classics and the PS2 classics, if you just took those, like that would be a good worthwhile service for most people, right? Um, but it's the new games that like changes the conversation a little bit. And the main concern that I have with this and the main differentiator between them and Game Pass, to our knowledge thus far, is that Game Pass, you download the games. But if they're talking about folding PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now is only streaming. Right. And streaming sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the biggest problem with PlayStation Now. It's not good. You know what I mean? I used PlayStation Now one time, and I was like, this and it was sucks. awful, yeah. And I never yeah. want to do it again. And then even, like, I just tried cloud streaming on Xbox, and it's cool that you don't have, like, if you played the cloud version of Halo, you wouldn't have had to install it. But you would be dealing with a bunch of fucking input lag, and it's like it wouldn't look yeah. as good. And, and it's like, is to me that's not optimal, you know? I also totally forgot about what you, you just like. I was talking about Game Pass as a, a library of older games, but mm. one of the coolest features of Game Pass, they freaking their marquee title Halo they gave yeah. to us. I'll, I'm gonna call it free. Yeah. But I mean, we're paying for Game Pass. Yeah, but, yeah. Like they just that's just part of that service. Yeah. I don't see Sony doing that. No, definitely not. I don't think they have that capability. So. When you tell me that those three tiers, to me, that screams like, okay, you can still do it, but I think each one is going to ramp up significantly in price. Yeah. Probably like 20 or $30 between Yeah, between Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were trying to like sort of dip their toe in the water when they like the PlayStation 5 was coming out and they were like, you know, if you subscribe to, I think it's just PlayStation Plus, then you can play like The Last of Us and like all of these other you know, PlayStation right. exclusives yeah. that we have all already played because they're like yeah, wait, right, from the past right. like seven years. Like, okay, this seems odd. This does yeah. not seem like you're like, it's, it seemed like a weird sort of play, I guess if, you know, maybe we're not the target consumer for that because we've played all these games. Maybe there is somebody that's like, didn't get a chance to play all this and would want that. But it seemed like they kind of missed the mark. It seemed like they seemed, they saw what Xbox was doing with game pass. And we're like, we can do that too. We we're like, this is not as good. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not even close. It's like, I don't, is this, are you trying to do the same thing? Is this going to be something totally different? And I worry about that. Like kind of coming out with a subscription service that there, it's going to be something similar where they're like, they're just gonna miss the mark or they're not gonna have as many games or it's gonna be like all streaming like well that's the thing and it's like i I think the new game question really is where it comes from because from microsoft's perspective it's like you know that that is an insane amount of value you know what i mean and they can do that i mean think about how long they've been paying 343 to make halo and then they just dropped it for free that's crazy (laughs) you know what i mean like i mean it's a no-brainer to get game pass the, like yeah, the, if you're gonna get every single microsoft exclusive day one for free well this this is also the no the, brainer this it, is also the danger too because it's like i i'm of the mind and you know i don't know what the future holds but i'm of the mind that it, this is like you can't put the rabbit back in the hat you know what yeah, i'm saying right it's like if all of a sudden microsoft was like okay we can't do game pass anymore and like you have to go back to buying games 
I would probably disengage with my Xbox. Right. Because like I, I'm a PlayStation that's ecosystem what I, type person. That's like, what I want to know. That's why I want to be in these meetings of like, do they think like, are they someday going to increase the price? Is this only the short term play? Because yeah. frankly, if you're, dog, if you're going to take away these features, it's going to be like, it's going to be like Napster. I'm not going to pay for albums ever again. This, that's, <laughs> that's, like, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. So yeah. in Sony's case, it's like, if they try to open the store, that's why to me, it's like the, the old games, like I, I am one hundred percent the market of person that's going to do that. I'm right. going to do that. Like I will get that third tier because I will, like yeah, I'll play the odd PS2 game here and there. Sure, yeah. like I, I, I'm privy to do those types yeah. of things. But like, you know, is it gonna, you know, do am I gonna care that like you just put you know equivalent games that are in the like when they gave you the PlayStation Plus collection when you got your PS5. And it's like, hey, here's Persona, Final Fantasy 15, Uncharted 4, Bloodborne, and something else. Like, I, I can't remember what they all were. Horizon. You know how many of those games yeah. I played? Zero. There wasn't a single game in that collection that I played. Because it was like, I've already played all these. They're, yeah. they're not relevant to me anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? And in Xbox case, it's like, I feel like half the games that I'm playing on there are either new or they're, like, I haven't been involved in the Xbox ecosystem for the last 10 years. You know what I mean? So it's like... So those games are new to me, I guess. Yeah. And maybe that's who they're chasing. Well, but like, yeah, or they're like games. They're maybe like indie games or something that like, yeah. oh, I saw this. I didn't get a chance to right. play it. Exactly. Well, if it's be for free, like it's going to be 10 hours. Like, like Pedro, like Carry On. Yeah. Like, oh, Carry On. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I think what, what Xbox has going for it is the service is great, but it's a deal that you cannot poke holes in. Yeah. Like it's, it's an absolute no-brainer, like, it's just a good service. Yeah. So they have their work cut out for them because they're just... How are they going to compete with that? It's yeah. very difficult to compete for it. And maybe they're coming at it just from a different... The tiered approach seems like a different angle. Like, Yeah. But it's 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 an interesting thing. I mean, I... Yeah. They kind <sighs> of broke... Know. They kind of broke the mold on that one. Like, right. How did they make this service? How right. is it so cheap? Now everybody has to compete with that. And they're not going to be able to do it because it can't make money. There's no way that yeah. th they make money. Like, yeah. there's no way. This, this is I mean, if you're if you're offsetting it with the cost that they're that they're paying to Playground and Coalition and three four three, yeah, and all no the other way. first party now, like you know, Ninja Theory and like Obsidian and all these first party yeah. right, Xbox titles go that you're Bethesda, like. You're paying for all of those companies to exist it, and give yeah. their games away to you for free, forever. I, I feel like for this free. is the beginning of like when Netflix started streaming, and everyone was like, "Got to get on Netflix. Why do I have my cable package? It's so expensive when yep. I could just pay for Netflix and like Hulu." But now suddenly it's like, okay, now you pay for. Then I wonder if this is also going to happen. Then you ended up playing for Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and like yeah. all and Apple TV and all of these different services. And all of a sudden, I add this all up, and I'm like, this is as much as my cable package was. <laughs> like, yeah, but I ended you... up giving the same amount of money every month anyway. And like, is this a better system or like now is it more complicated? Like, but if you look at it from like just a one company's perspective, like how is Netflix profitable? Yeah. Netflix creates like dozens of original content they get licenses for different properties you know and they they are updating their shit and they're putting new releases on there and it's all for free you know because everybody in the world has a netflix subscription and they made it more expensive so i think subscriptions are the name of the game here yeah. it's and i understand like i understand why it, 
for a company perspective, selling a subscription is great. You have guaranteed money every month. You have to spend very minimal money on like marketing. You have to spend no money on creating a product really for your subscription. Is like you essentially have to go about your business and your company is churning out and like a specific designated amount of month for you money for you every month. Like And people forget to cancel it. People cancel. Yeah. Even if you haven't used it in however long, like I almost never use my Netflix account. But then, like, what am I going to cancel it? Like, no. Right. What happens when Seinfeld comes on it? Watch so it off Seinfeld. <laughs> so I think it's just a win-win for them. Maybe the service itself isn't getting money, but they're putting people on their platform. It's a constant source of revenue. I think there's a lot of wins here. Yeah. And it's dragging them away from Sony. I think there's a lot of stuff going well for them. They can afford to take that small hit for the bigger fish here. Yeah. yeah. To, to me, like, I don't know. The, the, more, the more we're talking about it, and I think about, like, the reasons why I you know, have pledged fealty to each of these consoles for different reasons. I think about Sony and it's like, I like to me, that is like the auteur console. You know what I mean? Like I go to that console to play these ridiculously high end crafted experiences yeah. and I'm happy to pay a premium for them. You know what I mean? Your last of us twos, your God of wars, you know, all of these types of games that in my purview are like, pushing the limits of what video games can be should be narratively artistically particularly narratively yeah you know um and that like so it's like that artistic angle of it that i'm like i'm paying for you know fine art in the realm of video games but xbox to me reads as more of a like a commodity you know what i mean it's it's something that's like it's playing games for the sake of playing of just to be playing something not like to digest this experience you know i i think about i think about justin in a lot of ways right and on the last podcast he was saying that he tends to gravitate towards more non-committal kind of like quick pick up and hit kind of Mm -hmm. games and it makes sense that he would gravitate towards something like game pass because there's no commitment involved there you know what i mean like that that is he is exactly the market for something like that because it's like you don't really have to, to have to, you know, decide to do anything. You know what I mean? But if I'm sitting down to play a PlayStation game, it's like, no, this I'm sitting here and I'm dunking 50, 60, 70, 100 hours, you know, in, in Tales of Arise case into this game because that's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Um, but if I'm just like, okay, I got to like, you know, burn an hour or two, like Game Pass is awesome in that respect. You know what I mean? It was funny. Like I actually, when I was waiting for Halo to load, I was like, Oh, what should I do? And I'm a, I probably booted like three or four different games that I yeah. downloaded off of Game Pass that I was just like, I, you know, yeah. let's see what this unpacking game is about. Right. You know, let's, like, why not? Let me play Perfect Dark again for a second. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's because exactly because why not? You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't I wasn't there to do anything. I was there to pass time, and it's like, and it delivered very nicely for that. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's a safe way a safer way to make money like you're investing money in other things but it's not such as like i feel like so many studios video game studios are always like on the brink of collapse like it's like a game sells really well they're flying high they make billions of dollars and then they have to hold on to that billion dollars for the next seven years and hope that it's enough money and it gets them yeah. through to though they make their next game. And then you have to pray that that game is not a flop right, because yeah. if it is, then you're, you're d- out of business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that, that's a very, very like spot on example yeah. of what's happening. Like, and so a subscription service like removes that risk. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to pay all of you to make games. Some of them will be misses, but some of them will be hipped. And either way, we're getting these people's money. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, so, but, I'm sure but Sony's it, profits are much more jagged. Than, yeah, right. Yeah. Than Microsoft new game comes well, out. Mi- well, Microsoft like is like okay, seven so years later, our line is going to look like this. Yeah, like, there's a huge down because I, I, I mean, think about Halo. How much do you think Halo costs to make? Oh, I mean, this. I think Halo is like five hundred million. It's something ridiculous like that. How much did Halo Infinite cost to make? I'm going to guess ten million. Oh, no. that <laughs> no. literally first headline says Halo Infinite's. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, never mind. That was worded weird. Did Halo Infinite really cost five hundred million dollars to make? <laughs> Ten. Wow. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about how much like movies cost. Yeah. Like, yeah. That just I mean, as many yeah, actors. Five million plus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Red five Dead. million dollars or five hundred million. Yeah, dude. There's oh, been a. They better a few be selling games. a lot of Xboxes. There's a few games that, that cross like. Like I think Witcher three was three hundred million. Yeah. I think Red Dead was up there too. Yeah. Um, and that's not even marketing costs. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's wild. Oh it's my funny. god. I, I had a fun fact that I was going to share before about Netflix. Um, we were talking about how they're like pumping out all this content or whatever. So my brother, for a hot second, my brother lives in L.A. For like a hot second, he was dating this girl who worked for Netflix, like corporate. Mm. Um, and again, I don't know how much truth there is to this. This could have just been bullshit. But uh, he was saying that. That she was telling him that apparently Netflix's new like model is they're like they're not technically paying for content. Their biggest like budgeting problem is they're actually buying land. Like they're buying real estate in like all these crazy places of the world so that they can but shoot servers. Oh, no, so they can shoot great. movies. So they're like going to oh. Ireland and like buying giant fields and castles and shit so they can go and shoot movies there for the rest I of the year. Of- I, I it's, it's nuts. I love that from like a problem solving perspective. Like I, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous from any other perspective. But they were like, "What is our biggest expense?" And let's just throw money at it. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> "They're like, you know what? When we shoot these things, we're like renting this space. What if we just buy the mountain? Yeah, so <laughs> and then, then we have get, the mountain." Dude, can, I like, can't wait to look at like every Netflix movie yeah. that comes out for the next five years and see like how like many locations field. are the same. Well, I love, I yeah. love seeing. Like, do you remember uh, the Dark Knight? There is this one place where they shoot the scene where he's, it's like a big underground uh, garage, basically. He he shoots a gun, a huge gun into like a cement brick. Yes. That is a very popular area because it's such a wide, big, empty space. Yeah. Pops up in tons of things. It's in music videos. It's in That OK Go music video. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just funny because you see the, there are those popular locations. Yeah. It's actually kind of a brilliant idea as like, I'm sure it's pretty fucked up and they're buying like old castles and shit and just yeah. destroying land and whatever. So that sucks. But from just a pure problem solving perspective, it's a pretty brilliant yeah. Yeah, like solution. Actually, the most recent example, and I didn't realize this. I did not realize this until after the fact. Um, but Ali looked this up and I'm curious if you noticed it. Did you watch the most recent season of you? Yes. Okay. So do you know what town that is? specifically specifically uh, loves bake, specifically loves bake shop thing like do you know what that is is it um is it luke's diner it's luke's diner oh my god it yeah. totally is it like is. as soon as you said that i was like i always kind of thought that it looked like luke's, yeah. diner, luke's like diner like on the corner from gilmore girls, from gilmore girls. Wow. ali said that to me and i was like no and then we watched it again and i was like no way <laughs> like, it totally is i have to yeah. tell Kristen that yeah 
Wow. I, I saw the whole show. Pretty uh, proud of myself that I figured that, that out. Was right. <laughs> that was good. That was not where, I thought it was going to be like a town around here or no. something. No, 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 no. Okay. I thought you meant like, do you know like that's a real place? Like, do you no, know that place? No, we're like, talking ah. about popular shooting locations. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there you go. Yeah. Yes. It totally is. That's just the whole Gilmore Girls set. Because, I mean, they build it. Then what do you do with it? That's what it is. I mean, it's just, you, you it's repaint it and then you use, <laughs> use it on you. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. I think this is going to be the end of the podcast. That's fine with me. We've gone for about an hour and a half, and my Jesus. baby hasn't made a noise in quite some time, and I'm getting a little concerned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, not really, but you know. Uh, so, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, you will continue to see changes coming to this podcast, structuring a bit more. We're going to be doing ad reads soon, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, also, if you want to contact us, if you reach our Spotify page, which is, uh, or our anchor page, anchor.fm slash TZR podcast. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, which we can answer on the podcast live, which would be very cool. Um, we have a question and answer segment. We have polls that you can vote in that we post every single week. Um, and, or if you want to email us directly at TZR podcast at gmail.com with any questions, you know, feel free. That's open for you. We are available to you. <laughs> are we, when are we doing our game of the year? Like our game of the year. Our, our game mm. of the year. I guess we could do it like after, or like next next weeks. You know, the it's week one of the weeks before Christmas. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So pro- probably next week. Yeah. Okay. Because the following week's the twenty second, which I think is getting a little close to Christmas. I think we we'll probably so. all yeah. got stuff going on. Yeah. I yeah. I can't also, are you guys? I guess for the nineteenth. Is the Sunday? Yeah. The Sunday after. Yeah. The onesie party. Not, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I'm thinking that might be the morning for a little gift exchange thing sure cool so when i'll hang your, out all weekend party 17th okay that should be fun yes <laughs> better be things are moving around a lot i just want to make sure that i have that yeah, I think it's, <laughs> funny. it's funny that it's like like hurry up all like everything just you know yeah. all at once anyway thank you alex thank you liz thank you justin thank you Thank it always seems thank a little un- incomplete when there's only two people thank to thank i know <laughs> chow will be here next week he's in la right now but he'll be back uh, for our Game of the Year podcast, which I guess we'll do next week. Yeah. It has right. to be next week. Yeah. There you go. Gotta well, be. Thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Liz. Bye. Bye.